Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. Welcome once again to Growing in Grace. I'm Joel along with Mike, and it's our weekly chat about God's wonderful agape love. Uh, his unconditional love and his grace, uh, the grace in which we stand. And uh, it's good to talk with you again, Mike. Uh, right now, as we speak, it's, uh, well, it's four degrees below zero here in Iowa. It was uh, 11 below earlier when I was out and about uh, work, uh, on my job. And uh, it's, uh, as we record, it's the first day of winter, 2008. And uh, I guess we're ushering, in, uh, ushering into uh, winter in in uh, a cold fashion. <laughs> <laughs> well, we had a lot of snow this week. We're in a blizzard warning now. I told my daughter yesterday that if um, aliens from outer space were to come visit planet Earth, they would think the stupidest people live where we live. <laughs> Why aren't they here when they could be down there in the warm weather? I don't have the answer to that. Well, I've heard a lot of people talking about that, too. And, and you hear the same thing every year. Well, this is Iowa. We choose to live here. I guess we'll just put up with it. <laughs> and I think, you know what? I don't mind the stuff. I, I really do like the snow. Even the cold, there's something about stepping outside and taking in a just a nice, fresh breath of that air. But then, I've said it before, too, I think on our program in past winters, it does get old. <laughs> but, I do, but I do like it. Well, it seems to get old as I get older. And I can see now why a lot of people do at least for part of the year, go down to warmer weather. But uh, uh, the fact that we disagree on this, Joel, because I don't really care for the snow or the winter, <laughs> that doesn't mean that we can't still do our program together. That's right. We can still do it because there's so many other things that we can talk about. <laughs> and, it, you know, the one thing about even even doctrine and, and talking about God's grace, you know, we're here on Grace Walk Radio, and you might be listening to Grace Walk Radio. Maybe some other person is on, and they say something. And then Mike and I, we're sitting here talking it. And maybe we say something that differs a little, or maybe it's exactly in line with whatever somebody else said. You know what? We're growing. Uh, it's a growing process. We don't claim to have the 100% accurate truth of, of everything, and we don't need to. Uh, we're just sitting here talking <laughs> talking things out. We love the grace of God. We love God. And it's all because he loved us and gave us his great grace. And so so if people, even within the, the grace community, those who have come to a better understanding of God's grace and love, even if we disagree on some things, that's okay. We can definitely sit here and do our program, and uh, we can love each other in Christ, and it's still the grace of God that holds us all. Good point, Joel, because there are a lot of things that, as I've grown in grace, that I really feel pretty sure about. But there's a whole bunch more stuff that we've even talked about here on our show that we're probably more... Uh, opinions, or at least from my perspective, uh, my viewpoint, same with you, and and I can't sit here and say that I'm always right. And and you know what? Grace has brought that into my life, too, where when I was uh, younger and I was pretty dogmatic about some things and I thought I knew so much, um, as, as I get older and grow in grace and realize I'm, I'm a very small part of a very big thing and I really don't understand everything the way it happens or I don't even understand everything that, that applies to us through the gospel. But we are growing, and we, we aren't always right on everything. But grace allows us to, to disagree or to hear different perspectives. We may learn something. We may disagree. But we can still live in harmony with each other and walk in love and allow Christ to, to help us grow. 
Well, you know, Mike, the last couple of weeks, uh, we've been talking about guilt and condemnation that uh, sometimes Christians feel, and, and maybe too many Christians feel guilt and condemnation for the things that they've done, you know, the, the sins that, uh, that they've committed, even since uh, after having come to Christ. A lot of people are burdened down, even after having been set free from sin. The Bible does say that he who has died has been freed from sin, and in Christ, you know, we've died. We died to our old Adam nature, and we were raised together again with Christ. And we have new life where we're righteous, we're holy, we're sanctified completely. The Bible says we're complete in him, and we're accepted in the beloved. We're accepted in Jesus Christ, and yet so many Christians are carrying around guilt and condemnation. Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. You know, if you're tired and worn out, if you're burned out from religion, I think is how it's worded in the message Come to me, you know, I'll give you rest. And so many people aren't experiencing that rest. And and a big part of it, I think, is because as believers, even those who have been perfected forever, as the book of Hebrews says, we've been perfected forever by the blood of Jesus Christ. But we still have actions in our lives from time to time, maybe for some people it's more often than others, that don't line up with the new nature that we have, the perfected nature, the righteousness, the holiness, the sanctified people that we are. And so, Mike, what do we do, or, or how can we view our lives in Christ when we've got sin, when, when we have behavior that doesn't line up with who we are? Is there something that we need to do? Is there some prayer we need to pray? Is there some confession we need to make? Mike, what happens when a Christian sins? Is there something we need to do? Well, this is all good stuff because it does kind of carry over from what we've been talking about with guilt and condemnation, Joel. And and remember, this is the number one area where the, the enemy is going to try to defeat you. The enemy isn't there to try to talk you into sinning. Uh, you can do that on your own. Mm-hmm. You can be enticed by your own lust and just give in to it. That's usually what happens. The enemy is there after the fact to tell you that you're not holy, that you're not righteous, that you're uh, you know a stick in the mud. Uh, God doesn't love you anymore. How can he accept somebody like you when you keep failing over and over again? Um, That's where the enemy is going to attack you at the very core of your identity. And we need to be able to get past that. Otherwise, you're going to have a hard time having victory in any area of life, spiritually or otherwise. And so we do sin. We do make mistakes. We do fall. But the Bible tells us that we're forgiven, past tense. It's, it's got to be sins past, present, and future, and we're going to talk about that. But there's even better news than that, as if that wasn't good enough. The Bible says that our sins are not only forgiven, but that they have been taken away. And this is incredible stuff, because it blows away so much of what we've been taught throughout much of our Christian life. Joel, here's the problem. If we aren't completely forgiven here and now, in, in spite of what I may do as far as sins or mistakes in the future. If even those sins aren't forgiven, then we're all in a peck of trouble. <laughs> mm-hmm. we're, we're just all in a peck of trouble. And we got to remember, let's not, let's not eliminate common sense from our thinking here when it comes to this sort of thing, because there is something that would still be required today that was required back in the old covenant when it came to the issue of sin and addressing it and getting it taken care of and having it dealt with. And that is the requirement of blood. Of course, we know that about the blood of Christ. We look back under the Old Covenant, and we know about the, the blood of animals and bulls and goats and so forth. Continuously, under the Old Covenant, people had to, to go to the high priest 
or sometimes they would do it on their own, but they would make these animal sacrifices because blood sacrifice was required in the Old Covenant to cover up sin. The blood of Christ, of course, took away sin. It didn't just cover it up. If we are not completely forgiven, even for the stuff that we are going to do wrong, if those sins aren't forgiven, if we're not forgiven for the sins that we're um, committing right now, then Jesus would have to come back and sacrifice himself over again. And Joel, I think we want to get into a a number of different scriptures in the book of Hebrews as time allows. Yeah, Mike, uh, going along with what you're saying, I'm looking at uh, Hebrews 10, uh, and there's a lot of great stuff in Hebrews 10 that talks about the once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus. He came to take away sin, and he did it through his one-time sacrifice of himself upon the cross. And it says that by that, in in Hebrews 10.10, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Then it goes on to say, Hebrews uh, 10, 11 through, uh, through 14. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifice, the same sacrifices. And guess what happened with these sacrifices? It says in verse 11 here, which could never take away sins. They did this daily, and they did this weekly, and they did this yearly, and yet it could never take away sins. But this man, it goes on to say, talking about Jesus, after he had offered one sacrifice for sins forever. He sat down. That's important to note. He sat down at the right hand of God. That meant that the work was done. It was finished. His once-for-all sacrifice was done. Uh, From that time, waiting till his enemies are made his footstool, for by one offering, it repeats it again in verse 14, for by one offering, he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. Some versions say those who are being sanctified. That's actually what it says here in my New King James Bible. Uh, other versions say those who are sanctified. The point is, is that we've been perfected forever, all because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And as you say, Mike, when we sin, when we commit individual acts of sin, if there is something that we need to do, you know, because I used to live with this mentality. After I sinned, I felt bad. I felt guilty. I felt condemned. And I felt like I needed to come to a place where eventually I would talk to the Lord about it, maybe confess it, or maybe just feel guilty for about it for a while. And then eventually, okay, everything would be okay. The, the point is, is that if there was anything that needed to be done because of my individual sins... The only thing, as you started off saying there, Mike, the only thing that is acceptable to the Lord was a blood sacrifice, was the was a blood sacrifice. I can't do it. He's not going to accept my blood because I've sinned <laughs> and because I was born in sin. But he does accept the, the blood of Jesus Christ. And again, it was a one-time sacrifice. And so after each individual sin, if there was something that needed to be done, Jesus would have to come back each time, go up on the cross, and sacrifice himself for each individual sin. But he did it one time. That was all that was needed. He did the one-time sacrifice for sin forever, for all of our past sins, present sins, and future sins. Notice the contrast there too, Joel. Repeated sacrifices over and over again that could not take away sin. One sacrifice by one man that took all the sin away and uh, perfected us. That's the great news because you see blood is still required for sin. A blood sacrifice. And, and that sacrifice still applies to us today. We don't have to go out and, and do repeated sacrifices or do anything else. Remember, remember religion is man's attempt to try to get God's acceptance 
by changing his behavior. We don't have to do that anymore. That's the good news. The life of Christ will flow through us as we grow in our knowledge and understanding of this gospel. But we don't have to reverse our thinking inside out and go back to a a mentality of old covenant thinking that would allow us to get trapped into guilt and condemnation because that's exactly what the old covenant brought because sins could never be taken away even through those even through those consistent constant uh, religious sacrifices people still walked around in emptiness because not only were they not forgiven they just weren't in perfect relationship with God like we are now in this new covenant thanks to the Lord Jesus Christ it's all because of the Lord Jesus Christ and so that's why we we spent uh, so much time the last couple of weeks talking about no more guilt no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus oh, we might feel bad about the things we've done because they don't line up with who we are but we don't have to wallow around in guilt or condemnation God doesn't condemn us anymore God doesn't make us feel guilty. In fact, it's God who sent his son Jesus for that one-time sacrifice to take away our sins. And so the bottom line here is that when you do sin, when you do uh, things that don't line up with who you are, the righteous and holy person that you are, just remember that the blood of Jesus Christ has taken away your sin. You're no longer guilty. You're no longer condemned in front of God, and you can walk in freedom. Well, hey, I'm Joel, along with Mike, and this is Growing in Grace. We do invite you to check out the website, graceroots.org, and you'll find an archive of all of our past programs. We'll be back with you again next time as we chat more about Growing in Grace. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ.